That's okay. Uh, thank you for that, Jax. And uh, Palum, you've heard obviously quite a, a few points um, from Jax. Um, obviously, with his finale just now as well. Yeah. Um, and touching on things like um, regulatory uh, risks, tax, tax efficiency, and of course, um, his final point. But did you have any comeback to that before you want to go into your points? I know you've got comeback because I can see all your reactions. <laughs> so tax efficient tax taxes is is, is valid. Um, um, when I originally, when I did that analysis before at the start of the conversation, I, I actually mentioned tax. Like you pay your tax and you have to give King Charles his cut because you're operating on his patch. And I still made more, I still made more money. So, so I, unfortunately, I still made more money in terms of description compared to what I'd have to do if I had to buy a stock. So to me, it, it rebutes that argument. But uh, the regulatory challenges is a big risk because it's very much dependent on which government comes to power. Tories tend to be more, more, more aligned with the sort of investor approach. Labour tend to be less aligned. So it does depend on it's something you can't forecast or plan. That's why when you want to buy a property, the only way you can mitigate that is by buying a property that generates a good cash flow and it's got good capital appreciation because then you're protected from any changes or new legislation the government may be bringing. That is one thing that I would say is a question mark. You can't plan because it's dependent on the government. Um, they may change things or various things, but what you can do is minimise that risk by going for the best performing assets wherever possible so um that's one point but going back there's also one other thing which was which jack said which was um money we buy stocks with the money you get paid from your job when you own property you don't buy property with the money you earn from your job you buy properties from the money that your properties make you so i don't the key is is that, that I, I can't do that with stocks i can't buy more stocks from the money i made for my stocks i can buy more property from the money that my properties make because the cash flow is so sufficiently large and high that I don't need to have a job to do it. That's the that's the that's the argument I'm trying to make. I'm trying to trying to I'm trying to not trying to not trying to smack it out of the water. But it's like a home run, bro. I don't I don't the argument is just void. But um, but with regards to um, stocks uh, stocks outperform property. No, stocks may have outperformed property in capital appreciation. Yes, that's true. But cash generation that's false. A reason why I buy property, and this is one, I think people don't really understand how landlords think sometimes. It's really important to kind of give it that. We don't buy property for capital appreciation. We buy property for cash flow. It's the cash. It's the flow of money and the consistency of that flow of money that allows us to be able to buy more and more and more and more scale. It's the cash. I can have a property that's got a lot of amounts of capital appreciation. However, I can have a stock, sorry, that's got a lot of capital appreciation, but I have to sell it to be able to get that cash. I can hold it, the property, I can hold it. It still pays me cash and I get the benefit of capital appreciation at the same time. So although Jax, your argument is valid to extent, that is if you're looking at it on a sort of apples for apples likes um, basis. As a property investor, we don't look at it. We buy the whole tree. So that's that's my argument. <laughs> so, so, I, I can see Jax is one to <laughs> come in on that cash flow bit around stocks. Well, Jax, over to you. Go to you. I mean, I mean, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a false argument because you know, not, 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 not all stocks are the same. We have different types of stocks. You've got different types of businesses. You've got, you've got uh, the businesses that in the early stages of their growth model, which can bring a huge amount of capital appreciation. And then you've got, you've got these companies that have been around for a very long time and they provide a cash flow. They're profitable businesses. They provide cash flow in the form of dividends. Oh, one minute, let me just check my phone. 2.2 million. 2.2 million. No, no, I mean, this week, I'm, this month, I've received a hundred pounds in dividends alone. That's, that's ca cash flow. 
cash this, flow. This said, motherfucker received thousands. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you, 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 you got a bit more money. Received <laughs> <laughs> thousands. No, but all jokes aside. Um, <laughs> I'm, just, this is I'm not trying to I'll be humble. Just be humble. But yeah, <laughs> I, had be, I, had to, I had to argue his argument. Yeah, argument. <laughs> no, but all, all jokes aside, uh, yeah, <laughs> you, know, um, you can, prov- you can uh, earn a cash flow from, from investing in stocks as well. It depends on the type of business you invest in. You will have to invest in a business that's been around for a very long time. And that business in itself <coughs> has to produce a lot of cash flow. So you can you can actually assess that by looking at um, a company's uh, uh, cash flow statement. Look at the bottom bit, you see something called free cash flow that shows how much cash the you know, company's actually producing and, and being able to keep. Um, so yeah, you can also produce a cash flow by investing in and paying stocks. Um, and that business is a great business as well. Not only do they pay a cash flow, they grow the amount of cash flow they're paying you as well. So you can, you can I understand what you're saying in the sense that most, uh, in fact, yeah, I would say probably 90% of landlords invest in property for the cash flow. Um, um, but but yes, you can you can earn a cash flow by investing in, in, in dividend paying stocks. And if you're intelligent with it and diligent with it, if you invest it in a, in a tax official way, uh, like I have, uh, then the dividends, the cash flow that you get, you're getting paid are also tax-free. So even though the cash flow might not come in in bulk, it comes in tax-free and it can grow and grow and grow over the years. So that's my response to that. Brilliant. Thanks for that, Jax. And thank you, Palumi. I'm going to go over to you, Palumi, to round up on your on your three points as well. Um, so my three points was, um, Jax, you, you touched on this as well briefly, which was the, 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 the growth in the stocks. Uh, the growth capital appreciation in the stocks now uh, property does not grow as fast as stocks in terms of capital appreciation now but you can add value that makes it grow faster but that's another point i'll go on the later date but one of the things about property is its stability and consistency it's not volatile and I, i'll say this in a way and i'll describe this in a way this is the best way during covid what happened to stocks guess what as a property investor i still got paid during the war in Ukraine and Russia, what happened to stocks? As a property investor, guess what? I still got paid. Now the Bank of England, quasi quasi Kwarteng, the chancellor, wants to bankrupt the country. What happens to stocks? Guess what? I still got paid. Stocks, property is stable. Stocks are speculative and volatile. Short term, the price for properties and quoted every minute, every second. Property is. So although the growth of capital appreciation isn't as rapid, the fact that it's stable means that you can plan and build for the future much more easily because it's predictable. And that's what you need. It's all businesses have to plan for the future. So to me, the, the key is, is that, that now, not to say that prices of properties may not fall in the future. There's no, there's no doubt about that. But even with all the calamity, we went through a, we went through a global pandemic. What happened to properties? They went up. They went up. I made, we, I made myself and my wife made quite a bit of money off, off of properties. <laughs> That's why we're looking to buy more now. So, so regardless of, of, of the changes in the market, we are not susceptible to them as easily and, 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 and responsive to them as easy as, let's say, stock investors. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure Jax's portfolio is positive right now, um, given, given the state of the market. I'm sure a lot of stock investors here, are, are, anyone that's a stock investor is probably feeling the burn. Maybe the balance is in red. But me as a property investor, I haven't been touched. And so, and actually, in fact, I'm taking advantage of it. I'm buying more. 
So unfortunately, the argument is really difficult to, to make on that sense. So that's one of the things, and, and because of that, it's a massive, it's, a, it's one of the best inflation hedges. Yes, it is. It's a consistent, it's an inflation hedge. Because it's consistent, the price is stable and it'll consistently grow in the future. I know it always hedge inflation. And so that's why uh, it will go up. And they're not building, stock property has a very low uh, stock to flow. That means they're not building enough. They can't build enough. So the price will always, always grow because there's always going to be demand. They just stop building enough of them. Um, so, so that's one of the reasons why. That's my the second the second point I want to make is, and I added, and I mentioned this previously, is the ability to add value. When you buy a stock, you are you're on the ride. You've you've bought a ticket and you're just going for a ride. The train driver determines where the destination is. When I buy a property, I'm the train driver and I tell you where to get on and get off. And the reason why is because I have control. When you buy a stock, you have a stock. People don't realize it's a vote. I think sometimes people see it as equity, but it's a vote. You have a vote. Now, unless you've got a large number of those votes, you have very little control. You literally just go where the stock goes. <laughs> if it goes up, you go up. If it goes down, you go down with it. <laughs> it's your decision where you get off or on or off. With property, the reason why I'm the train driver is because I can buy a property for 200K and look at how I can add value to it to make it worth 300. The key is to add value to it at a rate the, the key is to add the cost to add the value has to be less than the cost to produce it. So the price of the value has to be less than the cost to produce it. And then I generate profit. Let's say I buy a house now. I buy it for 200K. I do up the kitchen, paint it, put some floors down. It's now worth, um, um, that cost me 30K. I spent 200, I spent 30K. However, the value of the house has gone up to 280K. I mean, I've made, I made a, I made a good 50% profit. So it's, 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 it's made 50, 50K off, off, off putting 30K down because I had the control. And, and that's one of the things I think that that's um, one of the struggles with stocks is that you may not necessarily agree with what the CEO is doing, but the thing is you can't do anything about it because you're a spectator. You can sell. <laughs> you can sell. Again, I don't have to sell yeah. to realize my gains. But my final point, this is one that's really important to me. And I don't think there's something that uh, I think a lot of people on here will probably realize. I'm not too sure if this is really is, um, is generational wealth. Uh, I grew up, I grew up in a council estate, um, not to get personal, but it's, I think it's cool. I grew up in council estate, single mother, all that stuff like that. And I went to school and I knew people that really had affluent lives or had an advantage because their parents had assets or, um, or, or, or had, had certain um, finances in place in order that meant they gave them a competitive advantage. And so they were able to do things much more faster, much more earlier than I was able to. And I vowed that, said that my children not go through that same thing. My children and my wife will not go through that same thing. And so property, and the reason why I like it so much is because I can pass it down to my children and they can pass it down to theirs and theirs and theirs and theirs. And the reason why I can pass it down because I know that that house can last hundreds of years. And the reason why it lasts hundreds of years is because it's already worth hundreds of years, it's already, it's already hundreds of years old before I bought it. And I know it'll be well, it'll be well here, well after I'm gone and providing value to my family well after I'm gone. And although I may not be able to receive it, the Bible says he, a good man provides inheritance for his children's children's children. They don't even say your kids, it says your kids' kids. And to me, that's very important because it means that generation after me will not have to go through the struggles and torments and issues that I had to as a child. And to me, the best thing I can do as a father is provide my child a bit, uh, provide, my child, provide my child with a boost, which I didn't get when I was their age. So there's got nothing to do with the finances. To me, this is more, that's a more personal matter. Straight but legacy. That's what, 
Straight yeah. legacy, bro. Yeah. Straight legacy. Companies. I mean, you could just say Google stocks. Just saying. But. Companies don't have. <laughs> companies have a. They go for a cycle. They go for a period of growth, maturity, then decline. Okay, I'll give you an example. Look at Nokia. Where's Nokia? Well, it's Apple. Was Apple still going to be there after? Well, I don't know. Apple's not really playing up that well. Look at look at all the car companies like Ford, the thing. Now after that, Tesla's coming in. Yeah. So, me, can I can I pause you for a minute because I know time is going. But oh, I, wanna, yeah. I just want to respond to that because I've seen a question that um, I, I don't want to lose my thought. Um, the question was asking something about Pia. Do, do you want to read it out? Something about um, businesses going out. Of, uh, let me read it out. Give me one second. Yeah, I think I saw it. Quickly, uh, it says, Jax, how can stocks be the best investment model over a hundred year period when businesses, uh, sorts of shares are peace and they come in and out of existence, etc. etc. So that's similar to what you're saying, right? Uh, like Nokia, Blackberry, all this kind of stuff. But, um, I just want, don't want to lose my phone, I know we're, we're, we're kind of running out of time. Um, but what I want to say to that is, remember, it's how we buy stocks, right? And I think that's really important, and we'll talk about later, is, is all these assets, how you do it. Um, so the most common way that I'm sure you agree for the average person to invest in stocks and shares is to buy a, a well diversified portfolio like buying an index fund, right? What a lot of people don't know about buying an index fund is it's passively managed. Uh, so if you buy into the S&P 500, for example, which has historic, historic returns of being well over, over the past 100 years, is um, what happens is there's a relegation battle for those that watch this football. If the 99 company is not doing well, and the 101, no, sorry, the, the 100 company not doing well, and the 101 company does well and outshines it, it overtakes it, right? So then what happens is that fund manager will, will relegate the 101 uh, 100 company and bring in the 101. And that's how companies still stay afloat. So I hope that really answers the question. I didn't want to, I didn't want to lose that, lose that thought. Um, mm -hmm. But that's why uh, when you talk about legacy, I think it's, it's a similar, it's a similar conversation. So you can invest in like an index fund and know that it's going to be taken care of by that relegation battle. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you could, you could apply it the same. Obviously stocks have a, stocks have a, companies have a short lifespan than, than, than property. Property could be around one after hundred. When I buy a property, I don't buy it thinking of me. I buy it thinking this is, this is my great, great grandkids. If you know what I mean, that's kind of like the way I look at it. And so, um, and so what, but with stocks, you can't really apply that methodology because this company may not be around. There's very few companies that are around that have been around for over hundred years and are still profitable. Generally, they're just ticking along. New entries and technology changes, the firms change, the systems change. And so these new companies are created and they consume the market share of these older companies. And so um, it's very difficult for you to be able to invest passively over the decades, over the, over the centuries in a company. You just can't do it. You have to exit the position and then someone has to make the decision of what, what to buy next. Where with a property, just give it to them and say, it's yours. And they say, okay, give it to the next kid, give it to the next one, give it to the next one, and they'll go on generations and generations. And that's to me is, is where you see a lot of these families that are extremely wealthy is because the reason why is because they've, their great, 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 great grandfathers bought land. That's the fact. It's just, that's just about, just, just, just the truth. <laughs> so they own businesses. They own businesses, but they bought land. They bought land. I'm going to cut, come in there, just cautious of time, but Palumi, that, um, I mean, Jax, you finished on a grand finale and your last point, Palumi, around just generational wealth, that was uh, brilliant. So now thank you very much um, <laughs> for that. Really, really insightful. Um, yeah. Jax, before I do uh, go um, open for a final round of questions, do you have anything burning that you just wanted to challenge or raise or comment to what you've heard? 
from Pelima. Oh no, you know, you guys know me. I can I can I can go back and forth. <laughs> I, I can challenge everything that he said. Um, you know, yeah. that saying I still got paid. Yes, I still got paid through dividends too. Like I can I, I, we can go back and forth. Um, but I think the cautious of time and I, yeah. I, I really want us to get into the yeah, no, that have, yeah. And also for um, our audience here as well, a lot of this is so you can, of course, go up and um, continue doing your own research as well. So I'm going to go to the questions in the chat box. But before I do that, I know the person that has two question marks, no name, has had their hand up for a while. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hello there. Hi. Go for it. Hello there. Hi. Good evening, everybody. Um, do you know what? For some reason, I can't even... Um, change the question mark so forgive me <laughs> and i don't want to come on camera because um i'm not that handsome and um, i'm a bit embarrassed so oh, no. oh wait, man. let me know your name i'll change it for you whilst you're talking um just call me l from london come on london. from london yeah, yeah. <laughs> jackson's probably he probably recognizes my voice but anyway um so yeah it's a very interesting um debate um I'll just very quickly about my, because I know it's conscious of time. Um, I am a property investor. <clears throat> um, I want to give props to Jax, actually, because he got me looking into um, the whole stocks and shares thing a couple of years ago, and he guided me through things. So I'm going to give a little bit of a recommendation to Jax, who was um, very, very useful, gave me a lot of good information. I've been doing it a bit more seriously since. Okay, right. So I want to just address a couple of points. Number one, the issue about property and defining what property investment is um, I think perhaps it hasn't been clear enough because there are different ways that you can invest in property it sounds like is it Palumi yes is that the, yeah it sounds like Palumi is a buy to let investor but actually yeah. buy to let is not the only thing that you can do guys you know, there's buy to let, you can do property development, which is a lot more complicated. You yeah, can obtain true. land. You can, you know, properties, even hotels. Yeah. Yeah. So You've got Airbnb. Right? Yeah. So there's so many different ways that you can invest in property. So I think sometimes when we compare property investing to investing in stocks and shares, uh, property is a bit too broad. And I think sometimes we've got to be a little bit more specific, but just something that I picked up. That's number one. Number two, Jack's talked about um, Section 21, okay? <clears throat> and he talked about the tax. What it is basically is... Um, Section 24, I think that's what Section 24, yeah. yeah. So you pay... Um, with Section 24, you pay tax on your income, whereas every other business in the whole wide world pays tax on their profits. That's the issue. Section 21 is about um, making it harder for us landlords to evict our tenants. And trust me, it's going to get even harder in the next year or so. That's the regulation this guy's referring to. Yes. Um, <clears throat> okay. Um, in summary, what I would say is, so very good points between um, both Jax and Palumi. My thing is, if you can get to a point where you've got enough cash and got enough knowledge, it's very, very important to have the knowledge as well, do both. Do both. And that's what I've got to say. Thank you very much. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. Really appreciate that. Um, just going through the questions and then we're going to get final words from yourself, uh, Jackson Palumi and Elle from London. That was very useful because I know they're going to touch a bit on that as well. But what uh, so, uh, Mira has said, what type of investment are you more are you more in control of? Because to me, uh, with stocks, you're more reliant on others, whereas property, that's down to you. 
I think um, we kind of touched on that a tiny bit. Yeah. 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 I think I think Pulumi answered that. It, it's definitely much more property. Yeah. Um, because you can add value and you 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 generally own the majority of the actual asset. So you know, it's definitely property. But I think uh, just to counter that, actually some of the reasons why some people invest in, in stocks is because they don't want the control. They, they want to outsource the control to the most amazing business owners and, and CEOs in the world through, through like Elon Musk and, and Jeff Bezos. So it, yes, you have much more control in property, but some people actually don't want that control. They want it to be passive because someone said, and I believe it was my wife, uh, we, all have, we have full-time jobs. So cool. <laughs> um, uh, maybe this one for you, um, Palumi. Henna said, with the cost of living at the moment, how are the property investments dealing with the cost long-term? Property investments or... Uh, property investments dealing with the cost long term. I guess how is the cost of living sort of affecting property um, investing at the moment? Uh, affecting property in the moment is um, I think um, there was someone that raised uh, a point about interest. Mm. Interest. I, I thought I forgot his name, um, and it, I believe that's probably one of the uh, massive risks for a lot of investors right now. Specifically, is, is the high interest rates um, and not tapping them in if you had a chance and making sure you're before you're making investments if you are you can do high interest rates it's just making sure that the investments are um, the investment is actually going to be able to support those high interest rates uh, the risk in properties is is all about the risk isn't in the actual property itself it's about doing the research and the numbers before you do the property that's where the risk is and then um, it's trying to say that before you put down any money onto a property, you already know what the output of that property is going to be. And that's what you need to minimize because that then provides, because the key about property, I think Jack's mentioned this, is you don't have is illiquidity. You can't get in and out easily. So you have to make sure before you get in that you've done everything you can to make sure that you know what the output is going to be. So that's where the biggest risk is. I've never really had uh, problems with high cost and this and that, because I've, I've done a lot of the research beforehand to mitigate that risk. And I, I don't want to sort of blow my own trumpet, but it's just, it's, it's, it's really, really about getting knowledge and doing your research before you make those decisions, before you put any money down, you know what this product's going to produce, what's the output of it. Brilliant. Thank you very much for that. There's so many questions, so I might not get through to all of them, but what I will do at the end is ask Jackson Palumi to put their business contact details. So if you've got any questions, you can um, ask um, um, after. But Jackson, I can't remember if you answered this, but what happens to your stock if your business goes under? What happens to the stock if your business yeah. goes under? You lose your money. What do you think this is? No joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, if if your business goes bankrupt, remember when you're buying stocks, you're buying a piece of a business, right? You become a part uh, owner of the business. So it's actually called equities in the professional world. Uh, what that means is you're taking a le- the same risk as a business owner, right? And you benefit the same as the business owner as well, proportionately. So if the business goes bankrupt, you go bankrupt. If the business does amazingly well, amazingly well, you go you do amazingly well. Uh, that's that's the simple answer. Fantastic. Um, a final one. Um, this is from, uh, yes, uh, so David, uh, very quickly, um, a university student. Okay, as a young person, a university student, it appears to me that investing in stocks and shares is more feasible than investing in property. Palumi, what would you say regarding investing into property at a young age with not much capital and already has debt which needs to be paid back, i.e. tuition, uh, fee loans and maintenance loan, uni stuff? Yeah, so you're gonna to have to pay back to uni debt. There's nothing they, they take that out <laughs> before you can even before you get to it. So there's nothing you can do about that. With regards to as a university student um, coming out, the key is what you have is on you is is something that I think people underestimate is you have time, you have youth. If there's one thing I could do, it'd be I'll start this. I'll just start investing way earlier. Mm-hmm. 
That's the one thing I think everyone, everyone, everyone who invests here regrets not doing it when you're younger. You have the advantage of youth. You're still fresh. You're still young. You're still vibrant. And so what you have, and you have that energy. So uh, the key, I would definitely look at sort of uh, how you can start off. So if you've got youth, you've got time in your hands, I'll start off investing in stocks. Um, what I would do is maybe potentially look at, and sometimes people don't realize they can buy properties with people. They don't need to buy all the property on your own. If, if, I, if I can't afford a property, I partner up with someone, be a family member, a bunch of family members, a cousin, a friend, anyone that you believe you can trust. Obviously, there's legal arrangements something to put in place to protect your interests and theirs. But there are ways you can actually acquire property without actually having the uh, have, having to have all the cash. I think there's one person that asked me a question about, oh, she's got about 50K and she wants to buy a property. And I said, look, you could buy a couple of, you could probably put in 10K and go up north. Still on property, you're still getting cash flow. It may not be growing as pre, uh, growing as well as as it may be down south, but it's still got some. You still got cash flow. You can build upon that. The key and the most important key is to acquire the knowledge and then start sow that seed. Just don't sit on it. Don't waste those years, mate. Don't waste okay. those years. I, I just want to add as well, like if you're that young, um, and in fact, even if you're not that young and you're, you're inexperienced, um, and again, even if you are experienced, one thing you can do is get yourself a mentor. Mm. I think if you've got someone like like Plumi, would you be my mentor? (laughs) 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 Yeah, if if you have someone who's a bit more experienced, a bit more more knowledgeable than yourself, then definitely go under their wings and and learn as much as you can. But if you are young, what you have is definitely time and you have the ability to make mistakes and still recover. So definitely just get started. Love it, man. Thank you very much, man. And thank you very much for that uh, question. And we're gonna rich, literally going to finish up in about four minutes. But before we do that, we do that. We're just going to take a quick poll from everyone here. If you don't mind just um, answering the question that's going to come up on your screens. And it's literally after everything you've heard or just it'll just be good to hear from everyone in terms of what side you want. And then we're going to hear a closing statement for our very own Jax as well. So on the screen, there should be a question that comes up. Property investing or stocks or shares if you can please do answer we'll give you probably about 45 seconds here can i vote (laughs) yes you can vote it should come up on the screen oh and uh jackson palumi if you don't mind are you uh just in case people have any uh uh, further questions feel free to put your um business uh contact details in the chat box as well yeah yeah i'll I'll do i think um that's jack's financial you know probably know me already um but also if you have any young people that um are interested in financial education and that kind of stuff please make sure you get in touch with all finance of course um but yeah definitely awesome so 10 more seconds i'm gonna end the poll think oh yes so the results are Uh, let me should I yep yeah, let me just share it hopefully you can all see it so percent <laughs> are rooting for stocks and shares and 77 percent are rooting for property now that does not reflect the nature of this discussion at all it's literally just by that what use are more yeah. towards and um, but Jax do you want to just uh, close um on just in general around just investing in assets in general 
Yeah, so I mean, I think most people by now know this was just a fun debate. Um, I, I, as you probably know, I'm I'm indifferent with property and, and stocks and shares. Um, and I, I knew what the challenge that was, was going to be proposed to me when I had to speak on the stocks and shares side because I know generally in our community, we I think you know we know a bit more about property than stocks and shares. And for someone who works in the investment management industry, I realize there's a lot of there's still a lot of lack of knowledge when it comes to investing in financial assets like stock shares, bonds, and, and that kind of stuff as well. So I think it's really important and I encourage people to learn as much as they can uh, about these financial assets. And of course, property is property. Property is an asset that we generally feel safe with. Um, stocks and shares are a bit more liquid. And I think the biggest mistake I see happening a lot of time with, with financial assets that provide that liquidity is that's the problem. Because it's so liquid, many people try to come in and out and try to buy it and then sell it for a, a, a small amount of money. Well, you realize generally if you want to gen- benefit from from owning uh shares and that kind of stuff you have to think long term it, it has to be a long-term um ideology um so that's, that's something i would say i would also say uh when it comes to investing in stocks and shares again that liquidity is a problem so you can see the valuation of your asset every single day as long as the market is open but i want to highlight especially Everyone listening, if you have invested in stocks and shares and your portfolio might be down tremendously over the past 18 18 months, remember that the red that you're seeing, the minus whatever percentage you're seeing, that is the current valuation. That is not, you haven't made or lost any money. Nothing's happened in terms of you actually making or losing money. What's actually happening is that the stock market is telling you what it would like to buy your shares of you today because of the current and, and projected macroeconomic environment. So it's really important to understand that, not to panic and say, oh, God, I'm down 20, 30%, I've lost all this money. You lost nothing. You'd be silly to actually go and sell to the market your asset that you bought that you really liked uh, for a much cheaper price because of the current economic environment. What I would encourage people to do, and this is my opinion, is actually to think about it as an opportunity, as long as you're able to earn an income, um, earn money and save money. So you earn, your income is much more higher than your expenses and you have to have a residual amount. I would encourage people to start thinking about ways they can invest in a well-diversified portfolio of assets, including property, including stocks and shares, including other asset classes as well. We talk about all the time, there's five different asset classes. There's equities, stocks and shares, there's bonds, there's, there's uh, real estate or property, there's alternatives uh, such as such as infrastructure, uh, precious metals, fine art, cryptocurrencies nowadays. And of course, there's cash. Cash is also an important asset class. You need to have some cash. You need to keep some cash in your portfolio for opportunities as well so i think i think I've, I've covered most of it and one thing i was going to say i was going to use it in the debate as well but i think i just use it in the roundup you can actually buy shares in real estate as well so you can actually combine both um and and, and if you don't have the capital if you don't have 30 50k in, in, in your bank to buy a property and you don't want to partner up with friends and, and buy a physical property you can actually have access to the real estate market by buying uh, shares in, in real estate funds or, or things like real estate investment trusts also normally reese and that kind of stuff um and of course if you have any more questions hit me up and i'll try to answer uh but yeah well done Pulimi. i think i mean it was, it was a difficult one i tried my best to, to back up some shares but, but well done play but jacks uh, i just want to say jacks uh peter thank you it's absolutely honor to work with you jacks uh absolutely regard um very highly regarded in the industry and has a wealth of knowledge and information so thank you very much for bringing me on here and uh yeah it was an absolute honor now, thank you very much, um, both, man. You've been really informative, educational, um, and you've just provided so much value, man. So hopefully we've all 
gained a lot um, just by being here and all for our listeners when you're listening to this by the time um, hopefully you found this really useful as well so just now a massive thank you to both man god bless you it's a late friday night and you're here so really appreciate it a lot um we are going to pretty much close now and um, palumi uh jacks are probably going to be here till 10 30 later so everyone can choose to go but if any of you have some burning things that you just want to kind of ask or anything like that we are here and this will literally lock off at 10 30 other than that thank you very much everyone god bless you have a good weekend <laughs>